good to be in God's house. Raw, Margaret, great to see you guys. Great to see you guys. God has been good. Just two? I don't know. What is it? We didn't have our coffee today? Or what? <laughs> I think it's just... Right. <laughs> I think it's just one of those weekends. Huh? Everybody's like getting barely making it to Sunday. If that's you today, say, I just barely made it, Pastor. Crawling in, right? I see your hand, Mario. <laughs> Woo, I got up this morning. I said, Lord, some strength, please. It's been a long weekend. It's been a long week. A lot of stuff going on, right? But let's continue to push forward, right? Let's continue. Let's, let's start this week off strong. If you're here today, say, hey, I'm starting off strong, Pastor. Okay? We're starting off strong. We're starting off our week on the right, at the right place, right? And let's just do it. Let's get after it. Uh, one of my neighbors has a sticker on their car. I don't know what, what it's for, but it says they have two cars, and both cars have the same sticker. And it says, work for it. <laughs> so it's like, it makes me laugh every time I see it. But <laughs> it's not a Bentley, I'll tell you that. But, hey, you know what, though? It reminds me, like, we got to get after it every day in our spiritual walk with the Lord, right? I'm talking about our walk with the Lord, okay? All right? And so uh, today, today, uh, I want to share a few thoughts with you uh, that I was able to share yesterday at our leadership conference, as Pastor Boomy shared. We had such a good time. We had such a good time. And um, I truly believe we need more events, more opportunities for our leadership to gather, because it was so refreshing to see our leaders, your leaders, that help continue the work of the Lord here at his house, here at this corner. And they looked refreshed. They looked like they were just enjoying the presence of the Lord. And I'll tell you, being up here and watching everybody just laugh, pray with each other, enjoying great conversation, be challenged, be challenged to do God's work and continue to do God's work. I tell you, the Lord is doing something in our church, and he's going to continue doing that as long as you and I continue to lend ourselves to him and give ourselves to him and say, Lord, have your way in my life. Right? All right? All right. So we're going to be talking about connecting generations today, and uh, we really have felt the Lord speaking to our hearts on how important it is for you and I to continue to be that bridge for the generation that is coming after each and every one of us. Even if you're young, there's a generation that's going to come after you, okay? Even if you're young, you may be sitting here at our chairs today, and you may be thinking, I'm only, you know, 10, 12, 15. It doesn't matter. There's a generation that's going to come after you. So what are we going to do today to bridge those gaps? Okay, to bring down those barriers, but at the same time to build up what God has called us to build up. All right? Right? Connecting generations. So I'm going to have a little bit of fun today with you. Is that okay? Yeah? We're going to just take it easy. We're going to cruise a little bit right here in God's word. I want to share a passage from Isaiah to start us off. If you have your Bibles with you, Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58. 
I want you to take this home with you today. As God's people, as Mission Ebenezer, we believe God is calling us to be exactly what Isaiah 58 is saying here. The prophet is speaking on behalf of the Lord. And the Lord is calling his people to walk with him. Just simple and basic. Just walk with me, he's saying. Stay connected to me. Live your life for me. And then see what the Lord is going to do in our lives. Watch this. Is everybody there? Isaiah 58. We got it, guys. Verse 11. Verse 11. The Lord will guide you always. Everybody say that with me. Say, personalize it and say, the Lord will guide me always. It says, he will satisfy your needs. He will satisfy my needs. He will satisfy our needs. In a sun-scorched land. There's a drought going on right now, right? Right? They said I can only water my grass two days a week. Pastor, two days a week. And you know what I do? I go out there. They said, oh, set your sprinklers. I ain't got no sprinklers. I'm the sprinkler. Okay? You go out, I go out there and I drench my grass Monday and Friday. I mean, I drench my grass, both the front yard and the backyard. So I'm going to keep this sucker green as best as I can. <laughs> and it does, I, trust me, it takes me more than five minutes. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and look at this. He will strengthen. Everybody repeat this with me. He will strengthen my frame. He will strengthen your frame. You will be like a watered garden, it says. You, you know the difference, right? Between a watered garden and a garden that's going through a drought. Yeah? <laughs> right? You know the difference. Okay. You will be like a well-watered garden. Now, he's talking about in the middle of a sun-scorched land, in the middle of a drought. When others are lacking, he's saying, you will have what you need. You won't have to worry about anything. You will be like a well-watered garden. In other words, you're going to be producing fruit. You're going to be producing beautiful blooms, your flowers, everything about your garden is going to be plentiful, well-nourished. And then it says, like a spring whose waters never fail. Like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. Somebody say amen. You will be called. Watch this. Watch this. This is us right here. This is you and me right here. Are you following God's word with me this morning? Or am I the only one? Like, I'm really, like, enjoying this right now. This is like, this is like my first cup of coffee of the morning. I enjoy it. Like, I savor it. You will be people that will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer. Watch this. How many of you know or have repair work that you have to do yeah or no yeah 
You got some unfinished projects at home. I know you do. You got some walls that need patching, right? You got some cracks in the walls. You got some holes you made in the walls. Maybe not for hanging purposes. <laughs> okay? But we got repairs to do. Don't we all? My home has repairs. Now let's talk about our spiritual home. Our spiritual home has repairs. Our churches, our congregations, our church people, we have repairs. We're broken. We're broken. Somebody say that with me. I'm broken. But I have the grace of Jesus Christ in my life. Better than any Gorilla Glue. Better than any duct tape. And if you're a Latino this morning in the house, you can work miracles with duct tape. Better than any duct tape, better than any Gorilla Glue, better than any super glue. They have these new, like, liquid nails now, they call it. Liquid nails. You ever use liquid nails on something? If, when you go to take that off, it's going to take your wall off, too. Better than any of that. Our Lord Jesus says, I can mend you up. I can put you back together. But this is what's beautiful about this. If you're going to clap for the Lord and his word, go ahead. I'm already out of time. <laughs> We're going to go ahead just for a little bit more. Watch this. Watch this. But look at what he's saying here. He's saying you and I, regardless of the cracks in our walls, regardless of what we may look like, on the outside and on the inside. He's saying he is going to raise us up. And he's calling you and I the repairer. He says you will be called repairer of broken walls. I see some of you receiving that today. You will be called repairer of broken walls. Watch this. He says you will be the restorer of streets and dwelling places. My wife and I in recent days have taken it upon ourselves to just pray over our neighborhood, pray over our block, pray over our street, pray over our neighbors. I don't know how many of you guys do that. I don't know how many of you have issues with your neighbors. <laughs> Some of us struggle with love thy neighbor as yourself, right? Man, that guy, he's always blowing his dust and his grass on my side. And man, he's... <laughs> Some of us telling on ourselves, we start to crack up, right? I do the same thing. This guy in the back is always like, once a year he does his yard, it seems like. And that once a year just raises up so much dust. And it's just like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's dirt. It's dirt. <laughs> Anyways, let's just forget about that. He's probably watching us right now. <laughs> But the Lord is calling you and I, not just to do this, but watch. He's saying that you and I are those who will come out into the streets, into the highways, into the neighborhoods to be the ones to repair. We can't wait for anybody else to come and do that. So, pastor, what does this have to do with connecting generations? All of our generations, we all have some brokenness. We all have some repairs. We can't say, oh, it's up to them. We can't say, well, they're the younger ones. Let them do it. No, the Lord has a call for each and every one of us. 
no matter what generation we're from, no matter what culture we're from, God wants to do a work in his body. And he's calling you and I to be the repairers, to be the ones that are rebuilding the broken walls. Amen? So today, I want to see, I want to see really quick. If we're going to take a look at the generations that are represented here in the house. Is that cool? All right. So don't, don't, if I start asking your age, don't get all weird about it, okay? Okay. Gen Zs. I did this yesterday, so some of our leaders, you're getting a repeat, okay? You're going to have some fun, though. Gen Z, if you were born between 1996 to now, between 1996 to now, I want you to stand up, okay? I want you to stand up. You won't be alone. 1996 to now. Stand up. 1996 to now. This is our Gen Z. Okay? Don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. Okay. <laughs> Some of us want to stand up with you. Okay? Some of us in our hearts, we want to be standing with you. I get to stand with all of you. <laughs> all right. Okay. For our other generations in the house, I want you to look at these young people look at their faces. I want you to look at their faces and look at our young people in the house, okay? Because the Lord is calling you and I to be mentors to them. Listen up. Listen. The Lord is calling you and I to be examples to them. The Lord is calling you and I to give them direction, to give them guidance, not to just walk past them. They're representing all the Gen Zers right now. I'm, we're not just looking at them and looking at just who's in the house, Okay? I'm talking about there's kids in our neighborhoods. There's going to be a whole mess of them next Saturday. I don't know what you're doing, but if you can reschedule, come out to Skater's Paradise next Saturday, this coming Saturday. Okay? Let's pour into our young people. You guys can sit down. All right. All right. Millennials. If you know you're a millennial, stand up. Okay? Millennials, if you were born between 1981 to 1996, or let's say 95, 1991 to 1995, okay? Stay, stay standing, 1981 to 1995, all right, look around, church, okay? These are our millennials, these are our millennials, all right? We're representing good today, praise God, let's give them a hand. Millennials, millennials, listen up. We still need mentors in our life. You like how I'm including myself in that one right there? I'm not a millennial, but hey, I'm right there with you guys. We still need mentors in our life, okay? Don't think for a second, man, I'm good, okay? We're going to get to that part in a little bit. But also, millennials, hey, God is calling you to find somebody, find a youngster. Guys, find a young man. Ladies, find a young girl. Begin to pour into them. But pastor, I'm all messed up. I ain't got my walk right with God. Begin to pour into them. You watch. God is going to make your path straight. Just like his word says. The focus is going to be off of you. And what you think you, you need, which really is just wants. And God's beginning to, begin to give you perspective for your life. He's going to begin to put purpose into your life. When you begin to pour into somebody younger that can use some wisdom that you already have. Millennials, you have wisdom. You do. You do. Even in our failures, we gave them wisdom. 
okay? Sometimes we think that because we're walking in a failure or we're in the midst of a failure that we can't help somebody else. Start helping somebody else and God is going to help you get out of that failure. All right. We're going to have to zoom through this really quick. Yeah, they're going to be waiting. Our Spanish service is going to be knocking on the doors pretty soon. The Eternals. All right. All right, here we go. Gen X. If you're a Gen X, stand up. Gen X is 1965 to 1980. 1965 to 1980. Woo! All right. 1965 to 1980. That's me, too. That's me, too. Okay? Gen X. All right. Look around. Youngsters, look around. The Lord may be calling somebody to mentor you from this crowd. Okay? Gen X, we got work to do. We got work to do. We have a lot of youngsters that aren't in God's house today. And that's on us. We have a lot of youngsters that are going astray. Let's point the finger at us. Okay? That's me. God is calling us to be the repairers, the rebuilders. Right? This is going across every generation, by the way. So don't feel like I'm leaving anybody out. All right, Gen X, you guys can sit down. All right, here we go. Give them a hand. Come on. Here we go. We got two more. We got two more. Boomers. Baby boomers. 1946 to 1964. Come on, boomers. Brother Gilbert, Mama Mo, Pastor T. Woo. Boomers. 1946 this generation was given a name, and I, I didn't really find out why, but they're the silent generation. See? <laughs> My dad wasn't silent, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the silent generation is from 1928 to 1945. 1928 to 1945. If you're from the silent generation, you don't have to stand up, but if you can and you want to, go ahead. Come on, let's let them let's let them hear it. Come on. Everybody from from my right side, your left side, all the way across. Okay? They're sprinkled in our congregation. Wonderful generation. For some of us, you know, this, this is my dad's generation. He's from 1932. It's from my dad's generation as well. This is amazing. You can sit down. You can sit down. There's purpose for each generation in the body of Christ.
Psalm 71, 18 says, Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power. There is still work to be done in every generation. He says, till, till I declare your power to the next generation. To the next, thank you. To the next generation. Says your mighty acts to all who are to come. To all who are to come. We got a mighty responsibility. Us youngsters, <laughs> right? Retirees, silent generation, boomers, doesn't matter. All our generations. We have a major responsibility of God calling you and I to continue to build up and continue to repair that which belongs to him. Amen? All right. So how do we create? How do we create connections? So what we're talking about today is God wants us not only to repair, but he's calling you and I to be those bridges, to be the ones that are creating connection. Okay? Everybody say that with me. Create connection. So how do we create and, and remove the gaps that are between the generations and the cultures? Because they're there. And in order to continue God's work, we need to work together. So how do we do this? Okay, here's three. I'm going to mention them really brief, and then there's one area I'll go into uh, just to have fun with you today. You know, maybe this will stick in our minds but, and in our hearts, but check this out. The Lord has called us, and this is what I shared with our leaders yesterday, but we really felt that this was for all of us, for all of God's people. Number one, we need to stay humble. We need to stay humble. We can learn from each other. When we're humble, we're okay with learning from those who are younger than us. And as those of us who are younger, we can learn from those who are older than us. We don't know it all. We don't know it all. Say that with me. I don't know it all. Young people, let me hear you. I don't know it all. Yeah, that was a little bit. <laughs> That's a struggle. I remember telling my dad every time he would say, I know, I know. I know. I, I could say it in all kinds of tones, rhythms. That was my, like, yeah, a couple languages. <laughs> but that was my, like, automatic response as a teenager. I know, Dad. We can learn from each other, and we have to stay humble and know that I can learn from somebody who's younger than me, but I can also learn, especially learn, from those who have already gone through it and have something to teach me. Our younger generation is leading from enthusiasm and energy. Their ideas are huge. But see, when they come to our elders and they share those ideas, our responsibility is to say, okay, let's make that a little bit more attainable. Come here, let me help you. Let me tell you what you're going to need. You ever had somebody talk to you like that? Have you thought about this? And they start to go down a list, right? We have a list, but when we bring it to somebody who's been there, done that, oh my goodness, their list is so much more refined. Their list is so much better than ours. And they come up and remember things that we totally forgot about. Jesse, is that you? My Lord, you're an answer to prayer, bro. Seriously. 
been thinking about the Ixta family this week and praying for you guys. Be humble. We can all learn from each other. Our older generation is leading from experience and wisdom. They've made the mistakes. Sometimes they still make one or two. But they've made their mistakes and they've learned from them. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes as young people, we're leading even with mistakes and all. You follow what I'm saying? So all of us, as we keep that humble mind and humble heart, we remember that we can learn from each other, right? Second thing is to be authentic. Be yourself, right? I'm not up here trying to act like, you know, a Gen Zer. I'm not, because I know that's not cool. That's not, they'd be, if I was trying to speak their lingo right now, they'd just like, they'd turn me off. Like this guy trying to talk like us. Be yourself. Be authentic. When you're sharing with somebody else, here's why I'm sharing this with all of us. These are the examples. Sometimes we think that to share the gospel, to share my story, I need to pretend like I got it all together. I need to show my coworkers that this is what being a Christian looks like. There ain't no look like a Christian out there. Okay, look. There's not, there isn't a Christian look. We need to get that out of our heads. Just be who you are. Share your story with somebody. Tell somebody what, it, it doesn't have to be this elaborate story. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Just tell them what Jesus did for you. Tell them what he does for you every day. You don't have to make it too hard. Keep it simple. Just be yourself. Be authentic. You know what else is part of being authentic? For, our, for us, uh, all the other generations, what, listen to this. Our Gen Z, our youngest generation, they love it when you're real. They love it when you're real. They do. They can spot fake like quick. Like a Gucci down at downtown marketplace. Okay? I had a friend one time real quick. We were in Bible school, and he came strolling in one Sunday night after the weekend was done, and, you know, he came from being home for the weekend, and he lived in Linwood, and he went to the Linwood Marketplace. I forgot what it's called over there. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And he came in with this cool jacket, and he kind of had it, like, kind of drooping, you know, and he was like, he was cool. He was smooth. His name was Tony. I'll say his name because he was like my boy. I won't say his last name, but Tony came in strolling, and he was like, watch out. <laughs> oh, Tony, you got a new jacket? Dude, that's dope. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Wait. Where'd you get it at? He was like, right there, the Linwood Swami. <laughs> All right, it's cool, man. And he turned around and was showing us. And I'm not exaggerating, I'm not kidding. It said, Adias. <laughs> and I said, Tony, bro. <laughs> I said, bro, did you even check your jacket, man? What was wrong with it? Did I get it dirty? And like, no, nah, man, take that thing off. He took it off. I'm not kidding. He slammed it on the floor. He was mad. So I'm taking this thing back. I said, it's a swami, dude. You can't take it back. <laughs> Adias. Hey, our young people will spot us when we're fake. And they'll call you out too. 
No, I'm not kidding. They'll call you out. They'll tell you straight up. They'll tell you. Be real with them. Don't try. Let's be real with each other. Ain't nobody got it all perfect and got together, right? Let's move on. Be authentic. Be humble. Be a listener. I'm going to go through the 10 important reasons why being a listener is so important. Becoming a listener. Becoming. Practicing. I'm not a very good listener, but I'm practicing. Okay? I'm practicing. But there's 10 things we can take home with us today. And I'm just going to go through them briefly. I'm not sure if we still have them on the slides from yesterday. Hopefully we do. But here we go. Number one, these are the 10 reasons why listening is so important. Number one, listening, I'm not talking about just hearing. Okay? If you're all here today and you don't have a listening assistance device, you can hear. Right? You can hear. When I see you grooving to the worship, I, can, I know you can hear. may not have rhythm sometimes. I have no rhythm. Two left feet. But I know you can hear. But we're not talking about just hearing. We're talking about listening to understand. Number one, listening builds trust. Say that with me. Listening builds trust. When you listen to someone, when you listen to someone, don't interrupt. Don't start thinking about what you're going to say, how you're going to come back. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah? Just listen to their heart and what they're trying to say. And I'll give you this. When you listen, it builds trust. And a good response is, this is what I heard. You said, repeat it back to them. And I'll guarantee you, almost every time they're going to say, that's not what I'm trying to say. But that's what I heard. Number two, listening reduces misunderstandings. When we listen to understand, we reduce misunderstandings. Number three, oh wait, I'm going to have you guys repeat them. Maybe they'll stick, okay? Number two, everybody, listening reduces misunderstandings. Number three, listening helps eliminate conflict. It helps eliminate conflict. I think we all know that one, right? Yeah? Okay. I get, I'm getting a bunch of nods from our older folk. Our younger kids are still kind of just staring at me right now. Like, But you're going to just put these in your pocket, okay? Just hold on to them. Listening encourages empathy. Listening encourages empathy. Do, do we all know what empathy means? Real simple. It just means to... Like, be able to relate when somebody's sharing their heart with you and their pain that you can actually feel and understand what they're going through and what they're feeling. That's being empathetic. A lot of times, you know what we do? A lot of times, you know what we do? How you doing, brother? Oh, cool. I'm going to pray for you. Walk away. We don't stand there with them. We don't put our arm around them and say, let's pray right now. You know what? I know what you're going through. You know what? I've never gone through that. But I can see that it's hurting you. Can I pray for you? You want to pray together? Just be real. You don't have an answer? Tell them. You know what? I don't have an answer for you right now. But I can pray with you, 
And let's look for an answer together. Let's ask somebody. Let's go to one of our leaders. Let's go to one of our pastors. Empathy. We got it, right? Number five. Ooh, this is for like a marriage conference. If you're single, just put this one away, okay? Put this one and hold on to it in a good place. For everyone else, listening, oh, we're going to have fun with this one. I'm not going to go in too deep with it either. I'm just going to let you hang on with it. Listening improves romance. Some of the best music came out of this era right here. And then. We're going to cut it, though. We're going to just leave it right there. Remember the rock ballads? No? Come on. Look. Listening. And I'm not talking about listening to the music, okay? That's just for fun. But listening is going to help. You having trouble? Just listen sometimes. Just listen. Stop trying to respond every time. I learned that lesson hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like I had to like really learn to stop talking sometimes. Because when you lend your ear and you incline, you take that position of let me just lean in a little bit. You start to listen with your heart. You start to listen with your heart. Let's move on. Number six, we're almost done. Five more minutes. Band, you guys can come out. Listen improves business relationships. Listening improves business relationships. If you're a business owner, practice listening to your customers. Practice listening to your employees. Listen to people's hearts, what they're looking for, what they want, their needs. Listening improves business relationships. Number seven, listening helps deepen your friendships. Everybody say that one. Listening helps deepen your friendships. Number eight, listening increases productivity. Okay? If you work somewhere, which most of us do, listen better to the instructions, right? I always tell my boys, hey, when we're giving you guys instructions, when your teacher's giving you instructions, repeat it in your head. Listen to what they're saying. You're going to get it right. You're going to be learning how to follow instructions, follow directions, listening. It improves productivity. Number nine, listening helps. This one's cool because our church is multicultural. Our communities are multicultural, multilingual, multilingual, right? Listening helps with learning new languages. You hear me? Listening helps learning new languages. Number 10. Here we go. It's for all our leaders and everyone in the house that God has called us to be builders. God has called us to be restorers. Listening improves your leadership skills. 
Listening improves. You're a leader at home. You're a leader in your community. You're a leader at your job. Whatever career, whatever path you're in, you're a leader there. People look up to you. People come to you. You ever wonder, like, wow, why are people always coming to me at work? God has given you a heart for people. And people can sense that. People can see that. Listening improves leadership skills. My concluding thoughts go to our, our seniors, our elders that we respect and love. We need you. We need you. At different stages of ministry and work within the church, we are reminded to reorient our purpose. Using our energies, our bodies and time in an edifying way with younger generations. How can we do that? We want you to be our mentors. Brother Ray, Brother Manuel. Brother Manuel was a welder. When I was in high school, I, I, I was dreaming of being a welder. So Brother Manuel would come and do work here at the church. God had other dreams for me. But when Brother Manuel would come and do work here at the church, I would love to go watch him. He'd bring these awesome, like, crafts that he would make at home for our property, for our church, for our gates, all kinds of stuff. We need you to be our mentors. We need you to be our guides. Statistics have shown that when someone retires, if they don't have a new focus or a new purpose, they can suffer and fall into depression. They question their self-worth. They can go through identity crisis. So the biggest challenge for them is to be able to find purpose again. Well, for our boomers, for the silent generation, this church and this community is full of young people that can use your love, your mentoring, your guidance. Look around and see that the purpose for your life is to help us continue to grow this ministry. Just like that scripture said, until the days I can't do it anymore, I want to speak your word that it would continue to all the generations to come I got some little ones coming they're right here on our coattails they're watching us if you have little ones they're watching they're watching how we praise they're watching how we forgive they're watching how we love and they're watching how we listen and they're going to be the next ones to come so we need to start thinking of hey how do we want to raise them at home, at the park, the basketball gym, on the baseball field? How do we want to raise them in God's house, in the community? They're watching. We're watching. So as a church, we want to connect the generations and lead together in productive and healthy ways. We are all assets to the Lord and his work. Every single one of us are valuable in God's house and in his work. So we encourage our elders to discover new purpose.
by helping us, guiding us, instructing us, praying with us, praying for us. Help our younger generations find their purpose. So I'm going to ask that you stand. And as we look around and we pray for each other today, I want you to look around at the congregation at the body that you are a part of, part of. The work of the Lord that you are a part of, that God has called you to here at this corner. And commit to praying for each other. But more importantly, to take action in prayer. Prayer can do a lot. But you know what? That's not where God calls us to stop. He wants us to take steps of action. Find a mentor, young man, young girl, young woman. Find a mentor in this house. Adults, find somebody to mentor. We got to give away our leadership. We're not going to be here forever. We got to find young people to mentor. We got to find young people to pour into. Amen? Amen? Let's live out that passage where God says, you will be called repairers. You will be called the ones who will be rebuilding the cities. Let's pray. Lord, we receive the challenge from your word today. We receive your spirit that is speaking to us. To go out and build and continue to build your people. To call back the young people that we've lost. The babies that have no interest in having a relationship with you because of what we've done. I pray, Lord, that you would give us grace, give us wisdom, give us direction. Help us to unite, to break down those generational and cultural barriers that are hindering and holding us back from doing the work that you've called us to do in our communities, in our families. Give us listening ears and a listening heart for your voice and the direction you want us to go in. I pray a blessing on your people today. I pray a blessing over your house today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, everyone says, God bless you, church.